Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Candace Parker is along with us tonight. And moments ago, Kristen Ludlow. Parker, what a look inside. Kristen Ledlow is on our sideline with the terrific Candace Parker. I'm Kristen Ledlow. I'm Candace Parker. And this is Ledlow and Parker. I've missed you. I've missed you too. It's day. What day is it? I don't even know. It's day know. 14 since I've seen you. Yes, it is day 14 since I've seen you, but it's been way too long. Like, it feels like three months. It really does, especially there was when no we're used to goodbye. Like, None. it was just, yeah. Because I have to, I feel like we have to revisit that before we talk about what's happened since, because it did happen so fast. There was no proper goodbye, not between the two of us, not to the NBA season, not to so much of what we've seen change in the last two weeks. We were sitting in studio talking to Grant what, two weeks ago, 15 days ago. On Tuesday, I flew back to L.A. on Wednesday and I was watching NBA basketball on, you know, I flip around on Wednesdays and the whole thing with Utah went down and. And then it was just like, well, I was supposed to come back and do NCAA. It was, it just all happened extremely fast. We didn't even think to bring it up. And we had put together a podcast the day before. That's how within 24 hours, it was less than 24 hours of recording a podcast with Grant talking about not only his iconic moment with the NCAA tournament, but talking about March the tournament Madness. to come. Yeah, it happened so fast. And, um, but I will say this stillness that is happening now, I think there's waves of, and I don't know if everybody feels this way, but waves of craziness and waves of uncertainty and waves of contentment and just waves of relaxing. I will say, I think that we do bring positive to every situation. I, that's what I love about you, Kristen, is you bring positivity to a lot of things. But, for me, it's, I'm doing things I never have done. And it, it, there's a positive in that because I think you're able to kind of see from different people's points of view, you're able to kind of see what it's like to be still and to do things that you want to do and not because you have to do. Oh, we undoubtedly resist rest. We've created a culture <laughs> that is solely based on productivity. And all of a sudden we're told all at once, just stop, be still. And we resist it. So how are you, how are you doing with, with everything? I, I've been good. And, and I almost hesitate to say it that way because we're supremely aware of so many that are fighting not only for their lives right now or for what life beyond these days is going to look like the just sea of uncertainty that we're all somewhat muddling through right now. And like you said, there's still waves of, of peace and waves of contentment, but it's undoubtedly a sea of uncertainty that we're figuring out how to navigate as oh, I was going to say as a, as a nation, as a, no, as a, the world for the very first time. So again, I hesitate to say, oh, I've been doing well in this quarantine, but you know, I want to focus on what I can control and, and that is staying inside and, and staying healthy and well, trying to anyway, because when you have morning until night to eat whatever you want and do whatever you want. <laughs> it really, can, it really brings a light discipline. It really brings less. a light discipline. I'll tell you that. And <laughs> lack thereof and just, there's a funny meme that was on going around. You're going to learn to cook or you're going to 
an alcoholic. Like there's one or two. No in There's between. There's no in between. And so I do get motivated though when I get onto my bike, I log onto my Peloton account and I see that you have still been crushing it, even though no one's I telling you to right it. now. I really enjoy it. And I would I would do my bike more if I had more time. And I think that's what I'm seeing is I really do enjoy walking and taking the dogs on a walk and hanging with my daughter and doing homework and doing all those things. I do enjoy it. Um, I think we ask and we shall receive. I remember three, four weeks ago, I was overwhelmed. We were going feel the same way. I I was like, I just need need time at home. I need a break. I just need a minute. And now it's like, here's all of the minutes. Exactly. And I mean, we're going to make a positive for it, but, but going back to what you said of controlling what you can control, I do believe in the teamwork aspect of things. And there is a lot of people that have to understand that we are all in this together and what a member of the team does affects everybody. And so with that being said, like we have to hold each other accountable. There has to be accountability. And so in your family and, you know, not going out and not spreading the virus, like things like that. And so I think that's what I've gotten more so from this is, how important it is to be a part of a team and how I feel to be a part of the Turner team. I mean, I enjoy coming to work and being your teammate every day. I feel the same way. And at least now we figured out a way to be able to somewhat do this from far, which I mean, I FaceTimed you, I believe Wednesday when everything I FaceTimed you like, Christy, like, Hey, (laughs) I miss you. And then we're like, I wonder if there's a way to record these FaceTime calls and all of the brilliant people on our Turner team were like, no, there is. And we can start next week. And then we were like, (laughs) oh no, we have to be set manager, lighting manager. Right. Like, this is crazy. No, we're speaking, shouting out the team. Yes. Figuring out even how to look decent on makeup, a laptop camera, it, hair, no, right? I don't things yeah. that we don't do. All of the parts that come together you to create the whole, and you look better, and you are better at your job in every single way because of the team that you have behind you. And now, now it's just you. you better just love <laughs> me for the inside. Love yes. me for the inside, <laughs> right? My inner beauty really inner gets a beauty. chance to shine <laughs> in these days. Have you picked up any new hobbies? since the quarantine none that are new apart from since i mentioned peloton already did you see what was added no less than 24 hours ago no what was added dance classes dance classes candace so that's the new hobby i'm gonna be picking up i'm getting my fair share of dance classes with my daughter because she does tiktoks all day so if there's one thing if there's one thing that i could take out and not allow back into the quarantine, it would be TikTok and TikTok dances. Because if we walk the dogs one more time and she does a TikTok, or if we're like in the kitchen baking and she does a TikTok dance. (laughs) She did it with me. I mean, we were standing together without you for all of six minutes and we had already made two (laughs) prior to the quarantine, of course. And Kristen, the trend has been people saying they have a lot of time, which is great for podcasts, right? Right. We'll take advantage of that. Exactly. Because we're doing a remote show. (laughs) You know, we call our buddies. We get the best of them. But we've got somebody that's going to call in and it's going to be our guest in Sue Bird, old friend, old teammate. Might get some good stories. Sue Bird coming up next. Assist leader in WNBA history. Sue, pull up for the record, and there it is! Into the arms of Bird. Bird will take you back! She is right now! Sue Bird is joining us, and I would like to think, Sue, that it's not because you have just an unlimited amount of time right now and absolutely nothing else to do, right? No, we've been trying to make this happen. We've been trying to make this happen. Right. And it finally worked into, well, everyone's schedule. What have you been doing these last couple of weeks? Um, I mean, hard chilling, just not a lot. Um, <laughs> I was hard chilling. Yeah, yes. very, very hard. Um, where, are you, where are you chilling at? Right now I'm in Connecticut. Um, okay. I was in Seattle like end of February though, when it all started to get hot out there. Um, and I actually was coming to the East coast anyways. And then obviously once things kind of, it was just easier to stay here or better to stay here. 
how have you been keeping in shape throughout all of this? Because that's a different level of in shape than like the rest of it. I'm looking around day to day, like, all right, I've, I've got to keep it somewhat together, but you've got to stay in like Olympic best in the world kind of athlete shape. Yeah. I mean, it's awkward. I just, I have a small apartment out here. So the, the in apartment workout is really, really weird. I'm doing like step ups on a coffee table. Megan and I only have one medicine ball. So it's a lot of fighting over it. When the weather's nice, we do go outside, uh, but they actually just closed parks, like, I think in the last, like, day or two. So that's kind of becoming, but luckily, we just got our Peloton. The best thing, I'm telling you, we've shot our Peloton a couple times. What's your, have you, have you taken any classes yet? Are are you? I haven't done any live ones. Um, the, The trainer that I work with, she has an account, so I've done, like, she'll, like, pick the workout for me, so I've done, like, you know, everyone loves Allie Love. I know. So I've done a couple yes. of her. She was on our show yeah. earlier. She was. Yeah, yeah, she yeah, was. Yeah. Um, done a couple of her classes. So I haven't done a live one. I've only done like all the tape stuff. It's cool. I, I, I get really excited uh, in the live one. They might say your name and that's really, really fun. Well, all I know is the competition is like real right now because, you know, yeah. everybody's quarantined. Yeah. So I have friends hitting me up at like 7.30 a.m., you know, 9 a.m. Like, hey, so you're going to hop on the Peloton so we can like have a competition. And I'm like, well, I'm doing fifth grade homework right now on online classes. So after that, I'll hop on. Yeah. Oh my God. You have like, still have eight jobs. Getting real. (laughs) Your list of jobs. Teacher. He's a teacher. (laughs) But so I want to, cause I don't know if many people knew this. We played in Russia together. Uh, My, you know, first couple years in the, in, in going overseas, Sue was on the UMMC Ekaterinburg Russian team. And first, I, I want to start by telling the story initially is Sue is like Aunt Sue, Kristen. So <laughs> Layla loved Sue. Sue would get her, take her, you know, on the roller cart, take her in the snow, play with her after practice. Yeah, Layla doesn't really like fully understand that competition, you know. It's, it's like, no, you know what? No, I like her. <laughs> exactly. And yeah, right. <laughs> Layla had this purse. She loved Hello Kitty, like was obsessed with Hello Kitty. But Layla struggled saying K's. <laughs> and Sue knew this. So Sue would get her purse and her little outfits and all this stuff and be like, Layla, Layla, what is this? And Layla would be like, Hello, Titty. <laughs> and like, Sue just thought that was the funniest thing. I mean, listen, we were in Russia. Yes. I was looking for all kinds of entertainment. (laughs) But Sue, um, aside from that, can you speak about your experience overseas and just, you know, women basketball and kind of bring the light that we went overseas for a majority of the year? Yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, better than, than anybody. It's, uh, it's part of our lives. You know, the life of a women's basketball player, um, is the WNBA. Um, if you're lucky enough, the national team, then you go overseas, rinse and repeat, rinse and repeat. And you're just kind of in this cycle for however long you can do it. For me, um, I played in Russia 10 years, I think in total. Um, my last couple years were at UMMC. To be honest, they treated us so well. Once, once that, once I couldn't go back there, I was like, I'm done. I'm not trying to like be on a nine hour train ride or a 10 hour bus ride. We had a great experience at that club. I mean, they took care of us, charter planes, a driver, anything you needed. You had a translator for your day to day. We actually had, yeah, great apartments. Um, we had each other too, which was really nice. A lot of Americans on that team or just English speakers, to be honest. Um, but yeah, that was, I mean, I had years and I played in, um, two years in, in a team called Moscow Dynamo. That was like, that was like my full overseas experience. Like the coach didn't speak English. She really had to grind it out. It was like two practices a day. There was, you know, it, it was wild. I'm glad I experienced that. Cause when I did get to Spartak and then you realized how good it was, I appreciated it. I'm telling you once that was over, I was like, I, can't, I literally can't go back. Like I'm not trying to, to be grinding it out at like, I think I was like 34. I'm like, ah, I had enough. Like I'm done. Uh, but yeah, it's, um, it's a unique life. You learn a lot. You experience a lot. I wouldn't trade it. And then simultaneously it's like, if the WNBA ever paid us enough, I would never even think to go. Exactly. <laughs> what though can be said of the improvements, I guess, maybe the right word that the WNBA has made, the strides that the WNBA has made in that aspect. Yeah. I mean, well, the new CBA, um, it starts with that, you know, uh, I think we were able to restructure things. Like we can sit here and talk about like, yes, pay, we, we had a huge 
um, pay increase, which was definitely like, as like the older player in the executive committee, that was really like my thing. I thought the max was just too low. Um, everybody was making it essentially. So we needed to like raise that to create like a competition within, cause like money motivates and you want it to be like a merit-based system. So that was, that was really something I felt strongly about, but yeah, we could sit here and talk about that, which, which was great. And we did, we did a lot of good stuff with like off season opportunities. Amazing. We got some huge wins in like family planning, which I know for you, Candice would have been clutch. Um, got some wins in like travel. Got, we could sit here and talk about all that, but what we really did with that CBA and it's like hats off to everybody involved, like both sides was we like restructured things and now I think we're in a place where we can truly build where for a while the system was just all jacked. You couldn't really build on it. It was like everywhere you turn, there's always going to be an issue. And now I feel like we can really build on it. Well, I know Sue won't say this, but she was extremely instrumental in the process of helping grow the game of basketball and grow the CBA. And this is a, a, a part of the game that for the next five years, six years, let's say you play five or six more years, you know, the benefits, but let's just say, no, no, but I'm saying, (laughs) let's just say, to be honest, we're not going to really get the benefits that you fall Uh, for. Me and you are not going to get that. It's for the next generation. So, but we are also reaping the benefits of the previous generation and the pioneers of the basketball, of basketball, you know, before who were those players for you that you looked up to growing Mm -hmm. up? Yeah. I mean, truthfully growing up, it was all male players. Like that's who was on TV. That's what I saw. Um, my favorite player of all time is Mike Bibby. I mean, I wasn't super young. I think we're like the same age almost. He's only a couple years older, but watching him kind of like carry Arizona, I was in high school. I was glued. I was obsessed. Where's number 10, you know, point guard, bow legged. I mean, <laughs> see Arizona, you talk about, you gotta, you gotta add Miles Simon yeah, to the, Simon, okay. gotta add Miles Simon to the list too. <laughs> Maybe I'm seeing Maybe not just basketball, but, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, thank you. um, but yeah, so that was like, my point is I didn't really. And then as I got older and the WNBA came out, that's when you started to see people. So I was already like late high school heading into college. So when you ask me this question, it's actually, it's kind of a unique perstective. Cause it's not that I was a little kid looking up to Don Staley, Cheryl Swoops. They were kind of um, like literally my teammates at different points, kind of my enemies, but I was simultaneously looking up to them. So it was really this unique kind of relationship. I, I'm, I'm lucky that I got to, to be around them when they were playing and learn from them. And to your point, reap the benefits because they obviously are, are the trailblazers. And even just to know them now and like Rebecca Lobo is another one, like having conversations with them, like what was it like in, you know, when it all started in 97, 98, like it's just really interesting to hear them talk. So it's, it's cool to call them friends now. Does it ever cross your mind the impact, though, that you're having on the next generation of young female basketball players that are looking up now and have women that they can look up to for the first time? Like you said, it didn't exist when you were growing up. Um, Yes and no. I mean, no, because I'm still playing. So, like, I don't think of it that way. Like, even my teammates who are like whoever my teammate will be this year, who's a rookie, like there'll be 21, 22 I could like literally be their mom, (laughs) but I don't really, I don't view it that way, you know? Um, but then there's that moment. I mean, Candace, you might have a, I definitely have a moment. It was like probably 2007, eight ish. So I'm in my, I don't know, like eighth year or something like that. So maybe a little bit later, like 2010, we'll say I'm in like my eighth year. And that's when a rookie came in and she like picked me up full court already to guard me. And she was like, I had your picture on my wall growing up. And I was like, Oh God, <laughs> it's turning. The tide is yeah. turning. Sue, I tell you, <laughs> I tell you, you have, I had that aha moment last year. We had nineties day for, you know, like now the walk-in is like the big thing. So we had nineties day. So I was like, yeah, like I'm going to dress up like Aaliyah, you know, whatever. And then I saw that like two of my teammates were born in like 94 or nine. Like it was just, or not 94, shoot, like 99, 2000. And so it was just kind of like, how, how is this, how is this possible? No, they don't get it. (sighs) They don't, they don't appreciate nineties night at the club. That's like the only time I'll go out now. I'm like, okay, maybe. Do we have some, uh, like a couch to sit on? Then I'll definitely go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> definitely. Yeah. I need like a closed off area. I need, I need whatever I order to be brought to me as I sit. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's just like experience teaches you. Yeah. <laughs> and it was funny cause I was around during that like period of time where you were kind of tapering off into like, 
is there a couch to sit on? And so it was like, I was really confused. Like, so you don't want to go out? Like you don't want to have a good time. And now I'm at the stage where you get it. I really would rather just have some wine at home. It's the new club, a good restaurant and wine with your friends is the new club. Yes. Ache, yes. You know, just keep it moving. Yeah. But, but Sue, you have taken the kick game to another level Yes, uh, on your Instagram. You yeah. are posting your shoes, you are tagging, you do heat checks, you do all that stuff. Where was your love? Where, what first started your love for sneakers? Um, I mean, my earliest memories of like the AAU season starting was that I got to go to like the mall with my mom and pick out a new pair of shoes for that summer, you know? So that was always like the biggest thing. Um, one of the, the Charles Barkley, his, his first, his first shoe, that was one of my early pairs. I was in like seventh grade. Um, but yeah, that was always like a big moment getting that shoe for like the AAU circuit. Um, and that's kind of where it started. And like low key, like I'm really not, I'm like somewhat of a sneaker head in that I like sneakers. I like wearing them. I joke. I've been waiting like, I don't know how old am I? 39. I've been waiting this whole time for sneakers to be considered like cool in terms of like dressing up and wear a dress. Yeah. And a dress outfit. Finally, it's socially appropriate to wear it literally anywhere. <laughs> been waiting yeah. for the day. No more like wearing heels to the event. And, and then, then like, sneak them out. Them. Right, yeah. And then your knees, oh, yeah. and then your knees right. are hurting like, the next day because no. you're wearing yeah. your heels. Yeah. It's not functional. It's not. Right. So I've been waiting. So like, through all this time, again, like not really like I don't like wait on the line for the new Jordan that's coming out or anything like that. I've been obviously lucky enough to be with Nike for all this time. So I've just been like accumulating. And all of a sudden, I don't know, I woke up one day, I was cleaning out my closet. And this was one of the first times I started posting the sneakers on Instagram. I was literally cleaning out like this room where I had all kinds of stuff in it. And I came across all these sneakers from like Olympics, from, you know, the peas they give you for the WMEA or you name it. And then I had like dunks and I had Air Maxes. I had this, I had that. And I just started posting them. And that's when I realized like, oh my God, I think I'm a sneakerhead. I didn't even know it. I, I saved them all. I literally. So basically you're saying sneakers chose you. You didn't choose sneakers. Right. She that's basically what you're saying. The sneakerhead okay. life. It chose her. I remember though, I remember several summers ago being at the Nike headquarters with Kyrie Irving and you, I guess you had worn his shoe for the first time in a game. And obviously you've, you've worn Kyrie's a lot, you know, in the years following, but I showed Kyrie the picture of you wearing his shoes and he like lost his mind. He couldn't believe like, he was like, no, he was like, do you know her? He was like, tell her she was my favorite player of all time. Like make sure she knows. And Kyrie, he grew up just a little bit behind where he could look up to, you know, women playing basketball and, and you could be among his favorite players. But I remember sending that to you and then telling him that you had actually responded. And again, he just like, like, like was starstruck that you not only was wearing his shoe, you were not only wearing his shoe, but like, you know, responded to his being excited about you wearing his shoe. And it's a really cool thing because I think we're starting to, for the first time in this generation of basketball players, see young men growing up and playing and idolizing women in the game as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I think all of WNBA players have a lot of stories similar to that one. You know, and for Kyrie, I met him at um, the first time I ever met him, like in person, was um, when when our two teams met for the 2016 Olympics. And he was like so cool, and like came right up to me, and like you know, because sometimes you're like, hey, what's up? Like obviously everyone knows each other, but you maybe never like fully like like met. So when you have that moment, it's really cool just to see, I don't know, him be like, Oh my God, I love your game. I watch it the time. He was like, those, cause obviously Seattle storm colors are green and yellow. He was like, Oh, you've got a pair of green and yellow Kyrie's. Like, I don't even have those. I was like, you don't have them. You That's like immediately we hit it off. Um, obviously fast forward a couple of years and you know, he did the keep Sue fresh shoes, which was a total surprise. I had no idea. Really? Like, you didn't know that, that he was going to do that. Wow. That's awesome. Sadly, that's really awesome. I had surgery this summer, so I didn't get to, it was supposed to be for our first game. And so I was, he like, they were like literally waiting for me there. I had no idea. And I was like, Oh, what a bummer. I can't wear these, but yeah, surprise. Keeps you fresh, super amazing. Um, and yeah, we've been friends ever since. So to your point, it is really cool when you get to, you know, not only meet maybe somebody who grew up watching, but then you, you know, as a fellow basketball player, you just get to be friends and like talk about hoops or talk about life or talk about this and that. And uh, it's just really cool relationships. It's the same you have, you know, with your female counterpart, but obviously with, with the men, you know, they, they respect us because 
you know, they're not your average dude who's like sizing us up constantly. They can just, like watch you play, just yeah. like appreciate it and be done, you know? Not, not the guy on Twitter who thinks that he could still beat you one-on-one. Can you, can, can you just not? Yeah. yeah, there's so many times. I, I have like an answer now when I'm walking down the street and people randomly yell out, I could beat you one-on-one. And I'm like, what makes you think I would want to play you? Like, I don't, I have nothing. What to makes gain. you think I have the time to play you? I'm not even going to spill this. Do you want to hear Diana's answer? Yeah. What is it? Diana Tarasi. She goes, you're broke. (laughs) (laughs) And probably they go inside and there's probably some sort of, yeah, problem that they have. It's never somebody that is doing something that yells that out. But how much money do you get paid to play this game? Yeah, I know. That's her point. That's obviously your point. Like, I get paid to play basketball. I don't know what you're doing, but... You did mention that you met Kyrie through Team USA. Mm -hmm. How has this recent announcement postponing the Olympics affected you on just a day-to-day basis? Yeah. um, To be honest, I was not surprised. I'd been waiting for it to, you know, between you guys and me, I've been, like, literally waiting for it and kind of almost hoping for it because postponement is better than cancel. Yeah. The fact that it's postponed, I think from an athlete's like perspective, um, it takes away the pressure of having to train. I mean, the pressure actually still exists a little bit because of the WNBA, which is another, but it takes away the pressure of not just myself. Forget, forget basketball. It's like, like, I can't imagine like a swimmer. This is like something something where like you literally can't go train right now. So I think it really alleviated a lot of, you know, anxiety that athletes are feeling for myself. Same again. I was, I was literally the minute I left Seattle, I was like, I don't think the Olympics are going to (laughs) happen. It was like late February. I was like, this is really serious. And then obviously now here we are. Um, I think from like a human being standpoint, um, I mean, it's the Olympics and it's sad, but simultaneously, like there's so much more going on. I think as athletes, we have these platforms and whatnot. So now we can kind of put our focus towards what's really important, which is like obviously taking care of ourselves, taking care of our family, make sure, but then also helping others when we can. Um, so it's, it's just alleviated, I think, a lot of anxiety. And then, I mean, listen, when the Olympics does happen in 2021, no matter who is there, that's going to be, I think, like the crazy celebration of Iconic. all time. Yeah. 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 It makes me think of 9-11. Um, I'm, I'm from New York and watching the Yankees first play after 9-11, like how that felt that they all had like the New York city fire department hats on and whatnot. And like, that was crazy. Like the feeling of it. And I bet the Olympics are going to be the same. And just from an athlete's point of view and also a fan uh, of basketball and of all sports, the most difficult thing is to not have entertainment. Like you think about the months and, you know, in which there's not very many sporting events going on and you're just crazy and don't know what to do. Sports definitely bring people together and unite, but from a standpoint of just having something to do. So at home, now that there's no sports going on, have there been any old games that you've caught up on or old things that you've seen on television of the sports rewind that has happened that has like made you kind of look back on things? Yeah. I mean, I'm waiting for the WNBA replays, to be honest. I we've, had, we've I've had, begged. Yeah. We've had some like good college ones. Um, so I'm, d- I'm definitely waiting on the WNBA replays. Um, but yeah, I mean, I've been questioning like, whoa, so this is why I have that cable package because it's like live sports is really all I watch live. Like everything else you can obviously get in other ways. So I'm, I'm second guessing that. Any, uh, any shows that you've caught up on or any shows you oh, suggest? Yeah. Come on. Shows. Yeah, yeah. Just, um, just finished The Loudest Voice. That was interesting. Okay. Yeah, it's about that guy, Roger Ailes, who was like the head of Fox News. So that was interesting. Yeah. Um, I, oh, I did the whole don't F with cats. I watched that recently as well. I heard that stuff. It's, it's, it is. But if you're a fan of justice, yeah. it's certainly <laughs> worth watching. Kristen, you were talking about tight. What is it? Tiger. Tiger oh, King. no, that's on the list. Everyone's okay. about it. Right. Yeah, we're going to start like, that. I said the same thing to Candace before we sat down to start recording. And she's like, okay, don't spoil it. There is no possible way to spoil that show. It's so off the wall bananas in every possible way. I can't spoil it. I could tell you three of the top craziest things in the episode I watched last night. And it still wouldn't be one of the hundred crazy things you'll see in that show. That's what the preview looks like. We turn the preview on. Watching, watching, it's like, why? Like, tigers, craziness, this. And then it's like, and then there's polygamy. I'm like, what? <laughs> Where did that come from? Wait, what? what are you talking about? How did that happen? So, yeah. I think the tagline is like, murder, mayhem, and madness. And I'm like, yeah. all 
right. I'm a fan of all of these things. Yeah. Wait, <laughs> what? Yeah. I think what else? Um, oh, the pharmacist. First of all, I watch a lot of TV. So everything that you probably like, like I've already checked off the list. A yeah. time. So I'm like actually searching for new stuff. That helps us though. The recommendations. You on more than one occasion have somewhat been our coworker at either NBA TV or TNT. This clip though, from the last time you were at TNT. I bet you twenty dollars. I buy the chip. Won't even make a face. That good. Bet. Bet that good. good. <clears throat> that good. How big a bite? Doesn't you got to eat the whole, whole chip. No, I'm not eating the whole thing. Uh, half the chip. Yeah, I think half half the, the chip. chip in one bite, <laughs> without making a face. <laughs> no water <laughs> no, yet. No water yet, brother. Y'all must not know what fraternity I'm in. Tell him that. What fraternity are you? Omega Sci-Fi. Till we die, it's nothing to me. That's become like such an iconic moment at I the know. desk. I had actually there. forgotten that you were sitting there no. in the middle of them because all you see online all the time is that <laughs> coughing face. What do you remember of that night? I mean, just looking at it being like someone, they just showed a clip of someone throwing up because of this. Like, this guy has no chance. That's all I remember thinking. And then him, like, literally running out, trying, milk, milk, looking for something to, like, kill it. And actually, I'm kind of mad at Shaq right now because, you know, we got paired up in the uh, best college player of all time bracket that was going around. I was the eight, he was the nine, and he beat me. I'm a little upset about it. I feel like my college career was, was better, Shaq. Yeah, yeah. we can disagree. There. I think Shaq would agree with that too. <laughs> the minute it came out, I was like, oh my God, I got I'm like, oh, I got an eight Cool. And then it was like, and in the nine slot, Shaquille. I was like, I have no pants. <laughs> I was with Kevin Durant. So it was, uh, it was the same thing. It's yeah. the same. I feel your pain. I was like, this I feel is- your pain. We did though ask, while not only we have some extra time, but all of the fans have extra time as well for some fan questions. We usually ask for NBA or WNBA related questions. This time we asked if anyone had any life questions for the three of us. So let's go ahead and roll the first one, shall we? (laughs) Hey, Candace, Kristen and Sue, Hannah and Charlotte here. So you all meet a lot of big time celebrity athletes all the time, but I'm wondering who is a celebrity outside of the sports world that you would be starstruck to meet? Candace, as a fellow UT alum, I know I would definitely be starstruck to meet you. Well, that was, um, that was nice. I, 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 I saw no, her orange. I saw her orange. I felt the same way about Candace the first time I met her as well. Oh and Sue. Gosh. And I felt, <laughs> so, the, listen, no, Kristen, real talk though. No, you didn't. My first, you my first, no, 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 seriously. When we met, you know, the friendship, it was like, hi, so, like we, me and Kristen were like, but I love you. And Kristen was like, but I love you. And we're like, but I love you. And that's how it was. But Kristen, Sue and I, I met her a while back. But then when I was on the, on the team, I played USA basketball with her when I was in college. And I remember just being like, you know, cause I was just like this athletic skinny, like running, running around, didn't know what to do. And just, it was crazy. So I, I get the craziness when you t- start talking about being starch. No, I get it. I, that's how yeah. I felt when I first met you as well, Sue, because, and I said something to the effect of, I'm a big fan of yours. And this was five or six years ago at an all-star. And you said, thank you. I, I'm a fan of your work as well. And I was like, what? You cannot possibly know that I exist. Walk away, Sue Bird. Walk away because I'm not going to cry in front of you. <laughs> oh my goodness. Well, back to the question yeah. that our fan asked. Um, other than Sue and Kristen, I'm the biggest Jay-Z fan ever. And I have purposely not met him in like situations in which it would be like a fan meeting him because I want to like actually have a conversation. I don't want to just get a picture. And so I'm just a fan of Jay-Z just in terms of his business and like what he brings to the rap. Like he changed the landscape of hip hop and entertainment and rap. So Jay-Z would be like my all time like I wouldn't be and able you to still have, I'm a little surprised you guys haven't met like and that's uh, the thing I don't want to meet in that way like I don't okay. want to meet where it's uh, like you know hey can we take a picture and then we take a picture I want to meet on some like I got my cigar <laughs> and my, <laughs> I want to meet on some stuff like that where we can talk about business you know like, like I want us to already be friends yes <laughs> exactly Sue do you have anyone like that outside of the game outside um 
so this isn't to say I don't get starstruck. Like there's definitely moments where you're like, Oh my God, that's so-and-so from this. But I usually, it usually like hits me when it's like a character. So this is like way early in my, my WNBA career. And I went to some, like, I don't remember what it was. It was some party in New York city. And it was a lot of athletes, which was cool, but it was also a lot of actors. And it was when Sopranos was like really big. And I literally <laughs> like wanted to call them by their, by their character yes. names. Like I literally could, I could not like detach from like who they were. I could not separate. And I was like, I could, how I am right now. I was like, uh, uh, I love your uh, show. Uh, I couldn't even like formulate because I was obsessed with Sopranos. So that was like the first time it like literally my tongue fell out of my mouth. Um, but one quick one where it was like, I walked in the room and you felt like, I don't know. I've actually been lucky enough to like meet a bunch of presidents. Well, I've met two presidents, but with Obama, you walked in the room. It was like, there was like an aura. It was like swag and like all of it just in the room where you were like, holy crap. So that was the first time it was like, whoa, I could like feel it. Well, see, now I feel bad following up with Justin Timberlake, but that is mine. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, every single time since. Kristen, come on. Right. And, and, you know, he's in and around the NBA a lot. And so now I've seen him several times since. It never gets more normal. (laughs) I panic every single time. Every song that is played before our podcast is a Justin Timberlake song. Oh, like that's how our producer I mean, yeah, well, warms I know up Kristen. I know Just somebody that FY, knows somebody to so. make sure it's in your headphones. <laughs> All right. <laughs> let's listen to the next uh, fan question. Shall we? Hey, Kristen, Candace and Sue. This is Kendall in Madrid, Spain. I've had a lot of time on my hands recently and I've been watching all sorts of YouTube videos. What YouTube wormhole have you fallen down recently? Ooh, good question. Wormhole. YouTube wormhole. My wormhole on YouTube usually and always consists of, it starts with when Dave Chappelle was on Jimmy Fallon talking about the first time he met Kanye. (laughs) It always starts there. It's like one of my favorite clips ever. And it usually just falls into like a whole stream of like the guests on Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel or like all the late night. I actually, this started when I was overseas because as you know, Candice, at some point you do run out of TV shows and movies and you got to like do something else. That's what I keep trying to say. This quarantine is like we're overseas. Dude, I've been saying that the entire time. I'm like, overseas. you go to the grocery store and you're not sure if there's going to be chicken. Welcome to Russia. <laughs> so true. Like you only have one choice of cheese. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. You just roll it. with it. You just yes. roll with it. You find out how to like do things in your apartment, kill the time, and then you go to sleep. Serious. <laughs> Literally overseas. This is overseas. Welcome to overseas, Kristen. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks. I'm glad to be here. <laughs> My recent YouTube wormhole, I don't actually remember where it started, but it ended up with 90s pop music videos. And next thing you know, I was watching all of like Britney Spears' greatest music videos of all time, which, Candace, you're rolling your eyes, but those are Are you sure that wasn't a search? Are you sure this wasn't a wormhole? This is a search. You searched it. (laughs) Okay, so it may have started there. Regardless, I ended up watching all of them because then the next one suggested and the next one suggested. And then it's like three in the morning and I was watching like the Backstreet Boys out in the rain, like singing as long as you love me. And I'm like, it's time to go to sleep. (laughs) See, my wormhole ends up because Layla always is like, mom, look at this. And then we end up Like I try to outdo her childhood. So if that makes sense, like they think that they're, they, they think of everything. So like TikTok, we were doing this a long time ago. Like it was fine. Just had nowhere to post it. You know, it was just nowhere to post it. And so she always comes up and shows me do dances and I have to make sure that she understands like where it came from. So soldier boy was on our YouTube. (laughs) And then we went from that to like little mama with the little dance with the, you know, so we kind of, that's the wormhole. Okay. Educating your fifth grader. I, mean, I just wanted to know the history. Yeah. <laughs> know your history. All right. One more, one last fan question. Hey guys, this is Alex Moss in Texas. Uh, I've had a lot of time lately, so I've been diving into daily horoscopes. What signs are you guys and how much do you lean into what those signs say about you? I love that every fan question starts with it. I've had a lot of time lately. No, yeah, same. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we all have. Can I go first? Yeah. Um, What's your sign? I'm a special guest. Uh, I'm a Libra and I don't like check it daily or anything like that. I know that the, the, the thing is a balance and I know that we're generally um, lazy. Those are like, <laughs> the, 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 well then so not at all. Yeah. Lazy Libra. It's like a thing. 
So I can see it. There's, there's aspects where I can see it. Usually when I get planted, I don't want to move. It's probably why like everywhere in my, my house, you can either like grab a hair thing or grab like a phone charger. Cause if, as long as I have those two things and maybe like the remote, I really don't have to get up. It's like Sue in the club. I can charge yeah. <laughs> I'm good. Um, so yeah, Libra, we're lazy, but we're also balanced. We're also balanced. I'm a Capricorn and I don't know a lot about what that means apart from, I believe that we have some level of leadership skills, but I don't really read it. No, but then every now and then there'll be somebody that crosses my path that is way into it. And will say something like, Oh, you're a Capricorn. Right. And I'm like, what? Oh, okay. So maybe maybe I am the things that Capricorns are, or are supposed to be. I don't know, but Candace, you're more into it. Aren't you? I am so into signs. In right. fact, that's what I thought. Yes, we should have start. The <laughs> most into signs to the point where like my, okay, I won't say it was all because of my daughter was going to be, you know, the next sign, but like she was, I was induced a little early and she's a Taurus. Um, so she's a Taurus. I'm an Aries, like through and through Aries, fire sign. Like I fit every single characteristic of an Aries. And I think like relationship wise, friendship, mother, daughter, all that the signs really do play a huge role in for me. That's what I've found. So I'm huge into, I don't know if I necessarily read my like horoscope every day, but I am into like reading the books and the signs and like parenting a Taurus and I actually got a recent cover up tattoo of an Aries. (laughs) So So I got that, uh, I got an Aries cover up over a tattoo. So yeah. So I'm big into like, yeah, Aries. Is this the weirdest way ever to end our time with Sue? I wouldn't. <laughs> but Sue, seriously, I hope that we are competing this summer Damn. and playing because it is a joy to play in the WNBA. And I, I think it's important. Thank you for all you've done for the CBA, for women's basketball, uh, for Olympic basketball. And I, I, wish you health and happiness and safety you and your family as well so thank you for joining us i got you guys thank you so much for having me appreciate it Kristen, so online classes started for layla <laughs> last wednesday and you are now a fifth grade teacher and now i'm a fifth grade teacher i got put in this role and I must say it's been challenging. Um, So because of that, I feel like as a teammate, you know, we go through things together, right? Oh, no. And so I want to welcome in, since we're at home and her online (laughs) classes are done, I would like to welcome in my daughter to see if you are smarter than a fifth grader. First of all, no chance. Yeah. Second of all, welcome, Layla. Layla, come in. (laughs) Say hello. Hello. I'm so glad you're joining the show. I'm not glad it's to make me look stupid, but I am glad you're joining the show. (laughs) Well, I must say, Kristen, she had more fun doing these questions than she had doing her homework. So she's put together, what, a quiz for me? Oh, she put together five questions and a bonus bonus question. And then another one. Well, like a, yeah, yeah. kind of a question. Okay. Okay. So, Kristen. Ready? With my notepad. Are you smarter than a fifth grader? I like that. Question number one, Layla Nicole, go. Number one, what does President Andrew Johnson, President Chester Arthur, President Teddy Roosevelt, and President Lyndon B. Johnson all have in common? Well, they were all presidents of the United States. (laughs) And partial credit? Would you give her partial credit? Are you a lenient teacher? Would mommy give her partial credit? Right. Would that be? Yeah. (laughs) She did call them all presidents. So that was my assumption. Okay. That's not wrong. We'll give her partial credit, but what's the answer? They all took over for an assassinated president. So they all took over. Yes. For an assassinated president. Wow. Okay. So this is already harder than I thought it was going to be. This is already much more serious than I thought it was going to be. Oh, Oh, that was the easiest question. That was the easiest one, she says. All right, let's go to question two. Number two, who fought in the French and Indian War? Be careful. It might or it might not be a trick. Okay, see, that doesn't feel fair because my first reaction, well, okay, what, France and North Americans. You want to tell her the answer? Yeah. There's no no credit on that, Kristen. Great Britain and New France. 
See, how was I, how would I have known that? Look it up. <laughs> she <laughs> says, great. look it up. I was told Google. that I wasn't supposed to. All Google. right. Oh, that's it. Am I allowed to use Google during this? Uh, no. no, but in she general, mommy uses Google a lot. So. I'd like it on the record that I did actually go through fifth grade once. I just couldn't do it again. All right. Okay, neither. Well, you will. Don't worry. <laughs> when, you have ki- when you have kids, you will. Eventually, you'll go through it again. <laughs> All right, number three. Number three. The Triangle Shirtwaist Factory Fire tragedy helped improve workers' rights, safety standards, and working conditions for sweatshop workers. This fire caused factories to see the need for workers' unions. What year did the fire occur? A. 1896, B, 1911, C, 1936. So think about workers' unions and in our country. And I feel like I remember hearing something about a fire in 1936. Can I go with that as my final answer? Let's, let's, you're right on the 1900. 1911. Good job. It it was a teammate. Like I kind of (laughs) just gave her an assist. I threw threw an assist. We can get some editing savvy in there, make it look like I knew that one. Okay. Well, I always ask you about English and you say things in such a fantastic way. So this next question, number four. English, English was my favorite. I would like to go on the record and say that was my favorite subject. A little pressure here then. Number four. What is the suffix in the word preparation? The suffix in the word preparation. That w- pre? No, that's, no, that's the prefix. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. It's okay. I am terrible well, at this. I'll it's give kind you of, one it, more chance. It's kind of right there in the word. <laughs> preparation. Prepare. Oh, oh, okay. Shin. Shin. <laughs> It's Asian. Asian. Kristen, listen, I'm preparing you because you're going to have a fifth grader. And these are things you're going to have to Google. All right. What's number five? Number five is a math question. What type of a triangle has an angle that is greater than 90, but less than 180 and has two equal sides? A, acute scalene triangle. B, acute... I equilateral triangle, C, obtuse isosceles triangle. I think obtuse isosceles because I think that obtuse means... Yes! (laughs) I think that obtuse means the large angle. Oh. Okay, you ready the bonus question? So a bonus question. So how many of my mistakes will this cover? You get four... you get four points bonus if you get this points. bonus question. So you'll get a five out of five if you get this oh, right. I can still lace the quiz. All right, yes. let's hear it. Bonus question. What is the circumference of a circle that has a radius that is five? So I you know it has... At, yes. I remember at some point doing this and like seeing the... All right, it has a radius that's five. That's halfway through the circle, right? So yes. the circumference would be 10? Or 10 it's something. Do you remember the, how it goes? 10 something. Cause you remember the, the, the right, problem yeah. is C equals pi times D. So you were partially correct in the 10, but it's 10 pi. So you're going to get two points. 10 pi. All right. So I got 10. So, well, so, so you got, half you got a three, bonus. you got a three and a half out of five. You did a really good job. So short answer. No, I am not smarter than a fifth grader. <laughs> You can redeem yourself. Hold on. You can redeem yourself. What? Okay. There's a double bonus? Hold on. We're, we're really lenient teachers. Kristen, how many numbers can you say in pi? I think I you only know three. You get the full answer, right? Yeah. You get but it's okay. Points. What do you... The, what the can, full answer is a never-ending number, right? It just okay. goes yeah. on and on and on. But All we know is 3.14. 3.1. I know for sure. 3.14. Layla, what is it? Pi. Three point one four one five nine two six five three five nine. What she just said that without looking at the paper. <laughs> Are you smarter than a fifth grader? No, I'm not. <laughs> but it's okay because we have Google and other things that uh, can help us out. Yeah, but you know what? This this was good for me. This has been eye opening. And Layla, I want you to come back next week, and I'm going to do better. I am going to do better. 
She did. How did she do in her first lesson? Did she do okay? Because we kind of tested her before we like gave her the lesson. Like, can you imagine taking a test before you study? Yeah, I now am teachable. Study more. Study more. That Got sounds it. like your mom. That's what I tell her. <laughs> Thank you, Layla, so much. You're welcome. I appreciate Thank it. You, now go do your homework and no TikToks. What's good? What's good? <laughs> What's, What's good? good? What's good? What's good? It's a new segment, a new way to end the show, not only because we're at home and we have nothing but time to create new segments, but also because so much of what we see day in and day out during this time while we're at home is it's hard and it's fear inducing and anxiety inducing. And instead we want to highlight some of what's good. We want to highlight something that made us smile. For me this week, it was Lecrae right here in Atlanta. You guys know him, the, the, the Grammy award-winning hip hop artist, but I'm partial to Lecrae because he helped found the school that my husband works at as a music teacher. He teamed up with Love Beyond Walls and helped assemble and distribute 15 different hand sanitizing stations, especially in the areas of Atlanta where there are people who are homeless and, and don't have an area to, to be able to, to be clean and to be able to to stay safe and sanitary throughout this quarantine. So it's hand sanitizing, um, it's hand washing, and it's especially in those underserved areas. And I thought it was the coolest thing that he, during this moment where he has a lot and lives in a place where people have much less, took the time, took his resources to go out and to serve his community. I mean, that's huge, Kristen. And I would like to add, you know, I had the pleasure of having Rex Chapman on our digital MBA show that we did yesterday with myself, D-Wade, Shaq, Lefko. And Rex is basically using his Twitter following to raise money, raise awareness and help people during this time, because there's a lot of people that you know, are missing checks and don't know, you know, what's to come next. And he's raising money to try to try to help that, try to offset that. And what I got from this is, you know, Rex is very open about him being in need at one point in time and people rising to the occasion and him needing somebody else to help. I mean, he mentioned on our show, he was living in his car at one point, but others helped him and him feeling the need to do that back. And so when you have somebody that is back on their feet and doing an amazing job and still wanting to help others, that to me really inspired me and and really made me smile because there's a lot of good that is coming out of people at this point in time. I remember hearing a quote from, I believe it was Mr. Rogers years ago, that, that during these moments, during the devastating and tragic moments, look for the people who are running in the direction of those who need help. Look for the helpers. And I think it's a really cool thing that, you know, neither Candace nor I have answers. And we're aware that you're listening to this and worrying about things that are significantly more important than anything we're talking about. But to just be able to make you smile for just a minute feels, you know, it feels worth it. Huge thanks to Sue Bird for taking the time to join us. I mean, she was as awesome as we hoped she would be, right? Man, Talia, uh, there were many, (laughs) many dinners where she had us rolling uh, overseas over a nice vino and and some steak. But I'm actually thankful that she has nothing but time right now because... I mean, we got Sue for sure. She's she's one of a kind. She's awesome. (laughs) And a huge thanks to the fans who took the time during this time uh, to ask all three of us a few life questions. We will, you know, be right here for the foreseeable future. But what we hope to do is week after week, continue to bring you guys some Ledlow and Parker and to continue to hopefully make you smile. 